Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a ton to get to. Can't wait. Real quick, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done it. Also, today's episode presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, my favorite barbecue place. And they got a cool thing going on for Thanksgiving. We'll get into that a little bit later. Like I said, got a ton of headlines to get into. Real quick, I I, I went back and I, I was listening to yesterday's episode and I was like so pissed off. I had this ready to go and I distracted myself and I meant to play a certain soundbite to go with a story and it just bugs me. So I have to make a correction, okay? I was talking about the elephants uh, in the Denver Zoo performing, um, they're acquiring semen and blah, 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 to help save the Asian elephants. Really cool. I meant to somehow squeeze this in. Play with yourself. It'll be good. Everyone, walk away. <laughs> I feel better now. I do. I feel, ah, oh, I feel so relaxed and uh, just so much better. Ah, uh, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of getting your release, let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here are the headlines. Uh, this would be awful. So bad. The, the, this dad in New South Wales, Australia, was trying to do something cool. He was on a hike with his buddies, and they found what they thought was a harmless snake. He thought it was a diamond python. Listen, if you're in Australia, you're a different breed when it comes to wild animals. You're like, oh, look. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, look at here. There's a snake. Let's go take it home and show the kids. Hey, kiddos, check it out. Um, whereas if I saw one, I'd be like, burn it, run, run. Because <laughs> I'm not that guy. Even though I live in Colorado and there's a lot of snakes up here and there's a lot of beautiful hiking trails, I just don't do it as much as I should. You know, I'm in this great place. Just don't take advantage of the surroundings. But that being said, going back to the story, if I saw a snake, you fucking leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it there. But anyway, this guy, he was trying to be a cool dad, and he's like, I'm going to capture it, and I'm going to show it to the kids because it's it's not a dangerous snake. So he, he, you know, wrangles it up, gets bit on the hand. As he's driving home, he's starting to feel woozy and sick. Well, it turns out it was actually a poisonous, broad-headed snake, which looks very similar to a diamond python, kind of like here in Colorado, what is it, bull snakes, which are non-venomous, but they look very similar to rattlesnakes. So the guy, this is what it says, the man was hiking with his friends, and he spotted the snake, captured it, then was bitten on the hand. He didn't think anything of it until returning home and becoming violently ill the hiker who has not been named according to a um, a emergency technician at the hospital said the hiker ended up in the hospital after violently vomiting for three hours and experiencing a large swollen hand this is what sucks because like the guy's trying to do a nice thing and be a cool dad and then that shit happens (laughs) Come on, man. Better know your snakes. If you're going to be wrangling a snake, you better know it. Remember when we had Chad Brown 
on this program, like that dude is the guy you want with you if you're going to go, you know, grab a snake. Not me. Not me, because if I try to grab it, it it's going to end badly for everybody involved. Uh, I feel bad for the for the dad. Because as a dad, you know, there's times where you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to be cool. Let them think you're, remind them to, of who you are and how tough you are and just, you know what? You're worth hanging around, right? I get it. I get it. But then he grabs the wrong snake, gets bit, starts puking. You can actually die from this particular snake. He was very lucky. I don't believe a, enough venom got into his system where it was something where they were fearful of his, his life. But that being said, the fact that he was violently ill for three hours, and then I want to say he spent like six hours at the hospital, and then they sent him home because he ended up being, getting better. But just fascinating. Just a reminder, though. Just don't, don't mess with it, man. I know you guys are a special breed out in Australia. You guys can... Out drink anybody, you can blah, 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 all that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not the Irish. Maybe not the Irish. I do remember, quick story, speaking of that. So the, the last time we were lucky enough to visit Australia, because my brother lives out there with his family, and we went out there, and of course, one night, we drank a lot. A lot. The Huff brothers are together. Guess what's happening? Booze. That's what. So we get liquored up. Next day, I'm, I just, you, you get some eggs in me the next morning, some food. I'm good. I, I'm good. I might be, you know, a little bit grouchy, but overall, I'm fine. My wife had a horrible hangover, and she never, never does that. And I don't think she's done it since either. <laughs> this is like 15 years ago. And my brother, like, we're, we go on a road trip that next morning. And she is just dragging like, uh, like milking it. Come on. You know, you know, those people that they're just like, oh, I'm so sick. Ah, I drank so much. Oh, my God. That's not how she sounds, but she's not going to listen to this episode. (laughs) But anyway, so my brother had to pull her aside. He's like, I'm not trying to be mean, but a lot of people don't take kindly to people that complain about having hangovers. Uh, Australians are very proud of how they can handle their booze. So shape your shit up. So she did the rest of the time. She's just like, oh, God, I'm fine. I'm so fine right now. (laughs) So anyway, go back to that. Don't grab snakes. Just don't. Unless you're a professional and highly trained, just do the smart thing. Let it lay there. Let it be. That, that, to be honest, don't take it from its environment. I mean, it's kind of jacked up. What if it was a mom or, or a dad or whatever, and you just took it away from his family? Way to go, dickhead. <laughs> right? Way to go. Such a jerk. Oh, I was just trying to do something nice for my kids. Then I almost died. Fuck you, kids. See, this is what happens. This is all your fault. <laughs> you put daddy in the hospital. You did. I'm sure you've seen this headline. Not sure if you know any more about it. Saturn's rings are going to vanish from view by March of 2025. 
According to NASA, they report that the gas planet's signature interstellar hula hoops are going to vanish from view in 18 months from now. But thankfully, it's just an optical illusion. It's not like anything like mysterious going on out there. It's just due to the planet's tilt within its axis of orbit. Look at me. I sound so smart. <laughs> I'm just reading from an article from the New York Post. <laughs> uh, according to my calculations, the planet's tilt ah, within its axis of orbit. Every three, 13 and a half to 15.7 years, Earth sees Saturn on a perfectly horizontal plane causing the bands of cosmic dust to seemingly disappear from our view. I mean, we're, we're crazy far away. Here's what's funny, and I didn't realize this, but it makes sense. They, they measure, the rings measure as thin as 300 feet in most places, which is nothing considering that Saturn is 746 million miles from Earth. So when this angle hits zero on March of 2025, spotting these, these rings will be similar to seeing a sheet of paper. It's for the edge, the edge of the paper, when it's positioned at a far end of a football field or a soccer field. That's according to earth.com. So it, it's just an opportunity. Optical illusion, nothing to freak out about. I'm sure some people would be like, do you guys notice that? I don't know if you know this. Things are a little weird right now because, you know, Saturn's rings are out of view. And uh, that usually means this, this, and this. Also, you should avoid dairy in this time. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, when, when you can't see Saturn's rings, it means that you're going to be severely lactose intolerant. Listen, it's science, guys. Is it, though? Is it though? I, I, I it's it's interesting. I believe it'll take a few years before that will pop back, uh, and you'll be able to see it, and because uh, the tilt changes and stuff like that. It, it's just interesting, something that you can toss around the water cooler and be like, "Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Saturn's rings are mostly about three hundred feet, uh, you know, wide at times." Um, but anyway, I don't want to bore you, but it's uh, due to the tilt, and you won't be able to see it for a while, but it's still there. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's still there. Pretty interesting. Hey, some sad news. Uh, a man bought a lottery ticket the day after his his wedding, and he won. Now he has to share it with his wife. <laughs> That's horrible news. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like... If he would have won a day before and he and he had some questions about the relationship, I'm just saying there's a good chance it's like man wins lottery and avoids disaster. <laughs> some of you are like, that's fucked up, dude. Maybe they're happy. Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I'm just saying. Devil's advocate. <laughs> So the Michigan couple had uh, had an especially memorable couple of days when they won the 100 or excuse me the 1 million dollar from scratch off. So that's pretty good if it's a scratch off too um that they bought off at the day after their wedding. So I hope it wasn't like a gift that somebody gave them because 
then that's just going to stir up a bunch of controversy. Some dickhead, cheap uncle is just like, hey, I bought you I bought you a wedding present. Here you go. Here's two scratch tickets. And then they end up winning. He's like, part of that's mine. I bought it. They're like, fine, here's a dollar back, dickhead. Uh, I, 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 I am always hesitant to ever buy people lottery tickets as a gift. And I don't want to... I, I did it a couple times at the radio station where we all chipped in on a pot, you know, where it's, it's a big lottery draw and we all chime, chip in a few bucks and somebody goes and buys the tickets. I mean, it it would be cool to win, but then you you got a bunch of drama attached to that if if you guys have to split it up. It would be neat to win, but I, I feel like there's so much headaches that go along with winning the lottery. So many people, you see so many stories of people that they win the lottery. I don't even, it could be any amount, and they always say it. It was fun at first, but here's the tragic story of how I went broke. Because the, you get a bunch of people that try to scam you, whether it's family members, friends, or people trying to help, quote unquote, help you with your money. So if you ever win the lottery, take it slow and don't just start buying a bunch of useless shit. Unless it, unless it goes towards me and funding this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your your time and your efforts. A recent study says people who put up Christmas decorations early tend to be happier. That's based on the nostalgia, reconnecting with your childhood. And if you do it early, then you're extending that. It's it's interesting to think about. I'm still against it. Not a fan of putting up decorations for very long. And part of me is that I'm I'm kind of a get off my lawn guy, kinda. I am a get off my lawn guy. I, I look at it and be like, ah, I don't know, it's kind of wearing out part of the grass right there, or blah blah blah. I don't know, wasting electricity. <laughs> We're in an energy crisis. God damn it! I don't I don't like it. I, I'll tell you what, I'm fine with the inflatables. Putting up the inflatables. It's the putting up the lights on the house that pisses me off. Now, I have the little hooks up there right now. So, in theory, I could go put up the, the, the new lights that I actually just bought this last year. They're kind of like a blue LED light. They're really, really cool looking. But that being said, I still don't want to fucking do it. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, but the kids love it. So, then... so I. And, and my wife. And so I'll, I'll do it for that, for them. But I, I get no joy out of it. <laughs> just, just stress. That's it. But what was funny is I put a poll. It's still running as of right now on Twitter. And hold on. Let me hit refresh just to make sure I got the latest results. I put up there. And when do you put up decorations? And as of right now, it's been up for about 10 minutes, 76 votes. Let's see. Already did is 7.9%. 7 Day after Thanksgiving is in the lead at 69.7. December 1st at 15.8%. The week of Christmas, 6.6%. .6 Seth Everett, my good buddy, 
radio guru. He says my menorah is polished. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm 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 excluding uh, the Jewish community and all the other religions out there. I apologize, but this is what I wrote. Okay, get off my back, Seth. Luke wrote, "Whenever my my fiance says so." That's true. So true. Ramon wrote, "Forgot the f them decorations. Decorations are for cowards." Option. <laughs> You're right. I did forget that, Ramon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing. Uh, I mean, some people. I don't. Do you go all out? Uh, growing up, it's funny too because I hindsight, I'm like, oh, that was kind of crazy. My brother and I would get on the roof of our house with a staple gun and staple the lights up. Hindsight, not very safe. But we had a lot of fun, especially at the the very top of the house. Not like we had a huge house, but if I would have fallen off, it was it was probably a 25, 20 to 25 foot fall if I would have fallen from the peak. But I mean, different times, I guess. But we used to we used to do that, but that was it. We we just did lights on the outside. And then of course inside you have the the tree and whatnot. But now with our kids, we have some inflatables and lights on the outside. I drive around some of these houses. There's one over in Thornton. Oh, I can't remember what street it's on. It might be 128th or something where they go all out. And they have that thing where you can drive up and tune into a certain radio station and the music that you listen to in your car matches the lights and how they're flowing and stuff like that, and it tells the story along with the music. It's really freaking cool. That being said, I would never do that. It's really neat, and I would be so curious to see how it works and all that stuff, and they, it, it is a show. It is neat, but just too much for me. I'll drive by and appreciate it, but I would never do that to my own house. Just too much. Just too much. And I'm cheap. Okay? At the end of the day, what it all comes down to is one thing. I'm cheap. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Do you go go to my Twitter account? This I put this on my personal one, so it's at DeHuff. And you you go vote there and and let me know, or let me know your comments. What, when do you put up your decorations for whatever holiday you celebrate? Do you do it early, or do you do it last second, or do you not do it at all? I don't judge you for any of that. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a, a bad time if you don't put up decorations. I don't think you have to put up decorations. You're not a horrible person if you don't put up decorations. People will judge you, but that's just that's just life. I think honestly, most people would if you're single and you don't have Christmas decorations or any holiday decorations up, I don't think most people would care. Except for your family members. They're the ones that are gonna be judgy McJudgersons, okay? And they're going to be like, where is your Christmas tree? What is going on? This isn't the Scotty I raised. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, my baby. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> Mom, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs>
you know what's good? If you can just sit back and relax and not have to cook Thanksgiving dinner, but somebody else does it for you and they can knock it out of the park. That's what Sugar Fire in Westminster is doing. And you can place your order by Sunday, November 19th of this year, 2023. And you can get like a whole smoked turkey, smoked turkey. I don't know if you've ever had smoked turkey, but it is legit. I, I had that for the first time a few years ago. My wife's uncle did it. He, he deep fried one and then he smoked one. And then he actually did three. Like, how fucking crazy is that? And then he also baked one. And they're all good, but the smoked turkey was something special. So you can get that at Sugar Fire. It's $9.99 a pound, averaging about 10 to 16 pounds, feeds 6 to 10 people. So that's $9.99 a pound that's already cooked for you and, and ready to go. So that's the way you got to look at it. it. And you can get dinner packs, 6 ounces of turkey breast, mashed potatoes and gravy, green bean casserole, sage stuffing, cranberry sauce, choice of pie, you can do all those sides that I just mentioned in like pints, quarts, gallons. Ooh, if I could get like a gallon of mashed potatoes and gravy. Actually, I would love to get a gallon of mm, cranberry sauce. You know what's great about cranberry sauce is you can just smear that on your stuffing and your mashed potatoes and your turkey. And it just really adds a new <laughs> a new level of greatness. I love, That's what I love about Thanksgiving is the food. Fuck the family. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> I just love the food. Anyway, going back, back to Sugar Fire, you can also get whole pumpkin pies or pumpkin cheesecake. Regular meats and sides also available. So go ahead. Remember, get these orders in by Sunday, November 19th. When I was there the other night uh, hanging out for the Monday night football game, which I'll be again over there for the, uh, the Broncos-Bills game, it's going to be a lot of fun that night. Um, there was a lot of people, they come up and they see the Thanksgiving menu and they're like, wait, holy cow. And there, this, this one guy was like doing the, the math. Like he pulled up, like, like, I think it was like a King Supers app and he was doing, doing it. He's like, okay, this is a much better deal, better deal than I thought it was. And so then he signs up right there. You're getting, Chef Clint is like classically trained. He is a legit chef, and then he has passed on his knowledge to all his crew. They are a chef-driven place at Sugar Fire in Westminster. They take great pride in the flavors that they present to you, the customers. So go ahead. If you're interested in this, give them an, uh, shoot them an email, catering at sugarfirewesty.com, or you can call them 720-639-4903. Or just swing by 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. I saw this and I'm like, God, man, it just makes me... We, we had that story last week where that... Was it last week? Where that Grubhub driver put you know, his cup of urine next to the cup of soda that he was supposed to be delivering and he accidentally delivered the cup of urine and, and the guy drank it uh, on accident. And it just, it just makes me have a hard time getting my food delivered by anybody because you realize it's just 
ah, it just it just bugs me. So DoorDash recently added a a pop up on its app warning hungry customers, according to the article, that orders might take longer to deliver if you don't add a tip. What if you want to add a tip when they're at the door with straight cash? Because a lot of people like to do that because then because that way they know it goes directly to the to the driver. But this is what it says, according to DoorDash. As independent contractors, dashers have full freedom to accept or reject offers based on what they view as valuable and rewarding. While the vast majority of customers do leave a tip, uh, offers that don't include a tip can seem less desirable. This impacts our our entire community, leading to longer wait times for customers, orders sitting longer at merchants, and less value for dashers. That that sucks. I get it. If you're a DoorDash driver, it makes sense. I the, the very brief time that I was a delivery driver, and I did it for Quiznos of all places, when I took over a restaurant as the GM, it's it's no longer in existence. It's now, oddly enough, a Jersey Mike's. Great place. But it used to be a Quiznos. And I remember taking over and I was like, why do they do deliveries? And I delivered to a, a trailer park, got a good tip. Drove and delivered to a business park and got no tip. And I'm like, are you, are you freaking kidding me? So I, I, I understand the, the dilemma there is they're in full control as the driver to go, I'm going to pick up this one because I see that it has a tip on it. And that's more beneficial to me. That's not wasting my time. But what's crazy is what if you're a customer that likes to just put cash in hand, not on the card? So that that's you could be missing out as a DoorDash driver on a good tip. But that being said, you gotta you gotta weigh it out. Be like, am I going to risk it and hope that they give me cash in hand when I go to deliver this? Or do I go with what's solid and I see that it's already there? So I, I get it. It's annoying. But it makes me want to never use DoorDash or anything like that again. Like you're literally giving me zero priority or dick priority because I want to give you cash in hand or because other people, uh, you know, don't tip well or don't tip at all. I get it. Get it. Doesn't mean I like it. Uh, The Broncos take on the Bills on Monday night. I'm going to be out there at Sugar Fire in Westminster, 144th and Orchard Parkway, like I just said earlier, on the south side of 144th. I'm going to be hanging out there watching the game from 6 to 8 on Monday night, and they're going to have $2 pints of Coors Light. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Hopefully you can make it out there. they got amazing barbecue. Great place for the family to hang out too, but they have a cool bar. And that's where I'll be hanging out. I'll be I'll be sending out the vibe at the bar. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the Broncos are taking on the Bills. It, it's an interesting storyline, I guess, 
because Von Miller is going to take on his former team. He's expected to play. It's a huge game for the Denver Broncos that they need to win. The problem is it's going to be about 40 degrees in Buffalo. Not crazy cold. It'll be chilly. But it's in Buffalo. They got the home field advantage. Broncos are riding high after their win against the Chiefs. Had a week off to recover. That could be good. That could be bad. But the Broncos need to win this game if they want to save their season. So let's assume that they win this game against the Bills because they've won three games. If they, if they beat the Bills, that's a win, obviously, because they beat them. <laughs> then they got the Vikings. I think they could beat the Vikings. I feel like that they might run into... Because the Vikings and Browns are at mile high. The more I think about it, I think the Broncos can beat the Browns, but it, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. But I'll go ahead and give it to them. Okay, that's three wins. Texans, win. Chargers, because this is going to be at Texans, at Chargers. I say they lose to the Chargers. I want them to win, but I don't think they will. Then they're at Detroit to take on the Lions. That's another loss. But then they, at home, they take on the Patriots. Win. Then they take on the Chargers at home. Win. Then they're at the Raiders. And I say that's their last game of the season. That's a win. The Broncos could walk away with 10 wins if, if, if it goes right. But their biggest hurdle, because at first the other day I was on with the uh, the final word, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know how easy it's going to be. But then you start looking at it: is the Bills game is going to be tough? The Vikings just lost their starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Now everybody's freaking out because the the quarterback that came in started, you know, playing, you know, drawing up. Uh, <laughs> you know, plays in the dirt, essentially. He got hot. He was fresh off the plane, and he came in and, and did well. Basically, the receivers were going into the huddle and telling them, hey, you don't know the playbook. I'm going to run this route. And then the other guys would be like, I'm going to run this route, and I'm going to run this route, blah, 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 and just, just find me. I'll be open. Playing backyard football. Now he's going to have a week or a couple weeks under his belt and I don't see it working very well to them, uh, for them. And I see the Broncos winning that game. The Browns, I go back and forth with. Browns could be a lot more dangerous than, than they realize. That's where we need, as a fan base, to have like, uh, you know, free massages if, if uh, what's his nuts, throws an interception to Sean Watson. <laughs> hey, throw an interception, you get a free massage. Dude, we throwing picks right and left. <laughs> if you know, you know, you know. Texans, yeah. Chargers, Chargers, you, you just don't know how it's going to go. And I think they, they could potentially split that series. But there's also a good chance that they, they, they win out on that. But that, that's a toss-up. 
especially because, well, not because they don't have a good fan base. So I, I was going to say it's not like they're on, because they're on the road, they got a home field advantage. They don't. It's the Chargers. They don't have that big of a fan base. Lions, I, I see the Lions just smacking down the, the, the Broncos because it's going to be in Detroit. But here's the thing. Going through all that, how perfect would that be in a great example of, let's say the Broncos end up with 10 wins. Let's just say that. And then when you rewind to only a few weeks ago when we're all shouting for Vance Joseph to be fired and strip it down to the studs right before trade deadline, let's just blow it up. And then you go fast forward, and then let's say they win 10 games and they're they're scratching at the door of the playoffs. I mean, that's football. That's sports. You can't give up. It is such a great example to people out there that, you know, they hit one speed bump, one bump in the road, and they're like, fuck, I'm done. I quit. Like, no, man. You got to just dig deeper. Fight harder. You're not done. The Broncos, if they can get a win in Buffalo, all bets are off on them having a shit season. Because they can just shift it into a higher gear and they're going to put the NFL on notice. But that being said, they go in there to Buffalo and they lose. Expect all the negative talk to float back to the top. Because that's what's going to happen. All the negative Nancys, myself included, (laughs) you know, I'm a fan. Okay, just remember that. But what's going to happen is we're going to lean on the negative and be like, well, they are who we thought they were. Hey, remember the Dolphins game when the Broncos lost by 50? Yeah, it's the same team, guys. You know, I don't know what we were thinking. We were blinded by Patrick Mahomes being sick, and that's why the Broncos won. That, that's what's going to happen. But if they go in there, they play just a strong, tight defense and just do what they do. Hammer them with the run game and don't do anything nutty with the passing, but you know, chip away. There's no reason why the Denver Broncos can't beat the Buffalo Bills. If they beat the Buffalo Bills, watch out. Watch out. It's a changed team. I'm not gonna, they're not going to win out. They're not. They're not going to end up with, what, 12 wins? <laughs> no. I got them, if they beat the Bills, I got them losing two games the rest of the season. I want to be right. We'll see. But it's, it's going to be a fun game, especially seeing Von Miller on the field. That motherfucker better not touch Russell Wilson, okay? Get your shit back in line, uh, Von. Come on. You don't touch him. You've moved on. He's our new guy, okay? Back the fuck up. Anyway, so let me know your thoughts on the Broncos. Do you think they can do it? I think they can. I think they can. I do not want to be wrong. Because, and that's what's going to bug the shit out of me. 
especially if you're somebody that listens to sports talk radio on a regular basis, you might tune into this just for a, you know, breath of fresh air as, you know, I'm not just going to be constantly talking sports nonstop, same topic over and over again and over and over again. Um, but that's what sucks for, for people that want to tune in to sports talk, a uh, uh, sports talk station is because you're going to hear the same, just mind, mind numbing talk over and over again. Well, the Broncos lost. This is why. And well, let's go ahead, do a fire sale and blah, blah, blah. Who's going to be traded and should, you know, Sean Payton be fired. Should George Payton be fired and all this stuff. So what's going to happen? But if they win, it's going to be more positive talk. And I, I would be, be happier to be around that type of thing and, and listen to stuff like that. So fingers crossed that they beat the freaking Bills because for your sanity and everybody else's in, in the state and any Bronco fan that tunes in, man, it, it's hard to listen to that negativity all the time. I would rather listen to positivity. And that's kind of the structure of my show is I'll talk about, you know, say the Broncos, but then I'll move on from the topic and go on to something else, something silly. Okay? I just I just can't stand the constant drilling of the same negative vibes over and over again. I'd rather play sound bites like this. Play with yourself. It'll be good. Everyone, whack away. <laughs> what? What? Or maybe this. I'm going to bite his dick off. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just playing a bunch of sound bites. This house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. <laughs> I was not planning on doing this, but you're welcome. Shut the fuck up, Kyle! My name's not Kyle! Okay? Jeez. What happened to you? Hey, Ruben, I'm in a situation here. We have to leave now. Well, no, can we stay a couple more minutes? But dude, no. This is serious. I just sharted. I don't know what that means. I tried to fart and all shit came out. Oh. I just sharted. And let's go. Uh, the most disgusting person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I love that one. So funny. Anyway, you guys have a great day. <laughs> oh, goodness. What? My daughter was having me do a weird voice the other day. I was doing uh, Animal from, Ses not Sesame Street, The Muppets. Animal! That's the only impression. You're welcome. Yay! Animal! <laughs> Miss Piggy. What's going on? Why are you touching my tadpole? Oh, Kermie. <laughs> I don't do that part for my kids because that would be disturbing. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, you guys have an amazing day. Don't forget to come check me out at Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's on Monday night, every Monday night. This Monday night coming up, though, where it's the the Broncos and Bills, and that should be a lot of fun. Like I said, they're going to have $2 pints of Coors Light, plus they have their normal specials on cocktails for when I'm out there, some amazing food, and their their bar area is just really 
a cool place to hang out. Plus, it's like it's not like a dive bar or anything like that. It's a fun environment for the whole family. So it's just it's just a great environment. So a lot of people will come over there and they'll bring their kids, chow down, watch the games and whatever. But the fact that it's Denver and Buffalo this weekend or this Monday is going to make it a lot more fun. So I expect to see you out there. I may be able to dig up some amazing prizes for you if you show up. But you got to you got to show up. Otherwise, you ain't, you ain't going to win jack shit, okay? Look at me. Huh? Look at me in my eyes. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you can, give it a nice review wherever you're listening. Big thanks again to Sugar Fire in Westminster, 144th and Orchard Parkway. So on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze. And also a big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. Uh, just amazing people over there. Thank you guys so much. Let's continue to move forward. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you next time.